Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The Bible says my king is a seven-way king. He's a king of the Jews. That's a racial king. He's a king of Israel, that's a national king. He's a king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. Well, I wonder, do you know it? David said, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. My king is a, is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoulder supply. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's impurely powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands in the solitude of himself. He's august and he's unique. He's unparalleled. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He is the supreme problem in high criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He is the coral necessity for spiritual religion. He's the miracle of the age. He is the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient Savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meager. I wonder if you know him. Well, this is my king. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the no way of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word. 
Yes, he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off of your head. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Yeah! 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 That's Marky! All right. Amen, 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 amen. I greet you in the master's name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord and Savior, my God. I hope everybody has had a blessed week and uh, that you are ready to get into your I want to say Shabbat Shalom to everybody out there on the Internet, on Pal Talk, on Blog Talk, and on the Internet in general, wherever you may be listening from. I greet you in the master's name of Yeshua. This is a day that the Most High has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am so thankful that the Most High has allowed me to see another Sabbath and to observe to observe his Sabbath as he has proclaimed that his people should. It has been a, a very good week, and I'm thankful to the Most High uh, for all that he has provided and all that he's doing. We are in the book of Genesis still, and we're going to be doing chapters 26 through 36 tonight. Uh, I hope that you are uh, ready to eat from the word of Yah uh, and that you have been studying in your own Bible uh, to show yourself a food. Uh, the Most High uh, blessed me to be able to, you know, stay in his word and to read and so I thank him so much for that because he didn't have to do it. Uh, many people would love to be able to study uh, in the word uh, to understand. And God is doing what he will do. So uh, on last week, we covered chapters uh, 15 through 25. This week we're going to try to get 10 in. Uh, hopefully the most time uh, will allow it. We'll get as far as we can. Um, the book of Genesis is proving that you know have a lot of the base things that we need uh, in our in our Christian walk. And so we want to be mindful of our walk uh, that we are, what he's showing us to do. Uh, that we are grateful. Uh, I'm going to have to call back into the show. Uh, I'm going to hang up and call right back. All right. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, Sorry about that. I lost the whole connection and needed to start over again. Okay, that being said, uh, we are continuing in the book of Genesis, uh, and I hope that you are ready to uh, eat from the word of God. I'm going to open us up in prayer, and then I will read from Psalm 57, and we will proceed from there. I can have everyone to 
uh, began to uncover their heads, to to cover their heads, and was turned toward the east, toward Jerusalem. Holy hands raised to the Most High. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We thank you for life and health and strength today. We thank you for the opportunity to work here and come together and to break bread and to observe your survival. A day of rest that you have ordained that your people should keep perpetually throughout all time. Father, we ask that you would forgive us our sins, we forgive those who have sinned against us. We ask that you lead us not into temptation, but that you deliver us from evil. Ask that you hold out the iniquities of our forefathers against us, but they are all gone by the way of the grave, and you are still yet here. Seeking to keep your statutes, laws, and commandments in spirit and in truth. Father, you have said that your people Israel have done wickedly and that we have walked contrary to you, and that you have walked contrary to us. And you have said, if we would repent from our sins, and if we would not complain about the punishment, uh, that you would turn your eyes and your ears once again towards your people Israel. So, Father, we want to acknowledge that we, your people Israel, have sinned, and we have done wickedly before you, and we repent of our sins, and we repent for the sins of our forefathers. And, Father, our testimony will be to the world that this is what happens when we disobey the Most High, Elohim. Father, we pray for Israel that is asleep, that you might wake them and give them an answer to come and keep your statutes, laws, and commands. We pray for Israel that is awake, that you might give them a meat and a spirit, the spirit of love, for you are love. Now, Father, as we go to work in the truth, Favor in all that we do. Jesus Christ, our psalm reading will be from the book of Psalms, chapter 57. If you have it, you can follow along. To the chief musician, Al-Tashim, Mitchell, Mitchell of David, when he slept, we saw in the same. Be merciful unto me, O Elohim. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in you. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto Elohim the most high, unto Elohim that performeth all things for me. He shall send me, he shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of them that would swallow me up. They lie. Elohim shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among the lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, their tongues are sharp swords. These are exalted, O Elohim, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down into the midst whereof they have fallen themselves. They lie. My heart is sick, O Elohim. My heart is vexed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory. Awake, sultry in heart. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Yah. Among the people, I will sing unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great unto the heavens, and thy truth unto the clouds. 
Be thou exalted, O Elohim, above the heaven. Let the glory be above. Let thy glory be above all the earth. May the Most High add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, the understanding, and the doing of His word. In Yeshua's precious name, I pray. Amen and amen and amen. All right. Let's go ahead and get into this. We are in the book of Genesis, chapter 26. Now, uh, Abram has just died, and Isaac uh, has grown up, and he's married uh, Rebecca. And so, yeah, he's married, and uh, Rachel, or Rebecca, good grief. now there's about to become a famine in the land. Shabbat Shalom, you know. All right. Let me continue here. Book of Genesis, chapter 26. The book of Genesis, chapter 26, starting in verse 1. And there was a famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, from Gerar. And Yah appeared unto him and said, Go not down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I, which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. So we have the Most High promising Isaac. He said, hey, there's a sore famine in the land. Don't go into Egypt. Stay where you're at and go off. And if you're faithful, then I will give you all these countries, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And will give unto, unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice, and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my law. So he says, I'm going to do this because Abraham was faithful. Now you be faithful. And Isaac dwelt in Gerar. And the men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, she is my sister. Does this sound familiar? Didn't Abraham tell the Egyptians and the Canaanites that Sarah was his sister? So now we have Isaac doing the same thing. She is my sister, for he feared to say she is my wife. Lee said he, the men of the place, should kill me for Rebecca because she was fair to look upon. So we have Abraham who has Sarah, and she's fair to look upon. And we have, now we have Isaac with Rebecca, and she's fair to look upon, and he's afraid that the men will kill him to take her from him. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety she is thy wife. And how sayest thou she is thy, my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, I die for her. And Abimelech said, what is this thou hast done unto us? One of the people, one of the people 
might rightly have me, or might rightly have reigned with thy wife. And thou shouldest have brought guiltiness on us. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. And Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And Yah blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great stores of servants. And the Philistines envied him. Now we know that, that uh, Abraham left Isaac well off. So the Most High continued to bless him. But the Most High had already blessed Abraham, and Abraham gave everything. He gave gifts to all his other children, but everything that he owned, all his possessions, it said that he gave it to Isaac. So Isaac is still waxing stronger and stronger. And so now he's got the Philistines looking at him, and they're envying him. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. So these Philistines are afraid that Isaac's going to what? Overpower them. He's going to come against them because he's bigger than them. He's larger. And Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father, where the Philistines had stopped him after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called. Now, it makes you wonder, why would the Philistines do this? Why would they... Uh, why would they fill these wells up that Abraham had dug? And they knew Abraham had dug them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of spring water. And the herdmen of Gerar did describe with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac because they strove with him, meaning that they, you know, they sort of had a conflict with him. And they dig another well and strove for that also, and he called the name of it, uh, not. And he removed from there and dig another well for that they strove, for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now Yah has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Beersheba. And Yah appeared unto him the same night and said, I am Yah, I am the Elohim of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there and called upon the name of Yah, and pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servant dig a well. Then Abimelech went to him from Gerar and Ahuzat, one of his friends, and Pichal, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come you to me, seeing you hate me, and have sent me away from you? And they said, We saw certainly that Yah was with you, 
And we said, let there be now an oath between, uh, even between us and you, and let us make a covenant with you, that thou will do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, and we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now the blessed of Yah. So these men, the Canaanites, the Philistines, they are aware of the Most High. I don't know why Israel always feels like uh, Israel is the only nation that the Most High has ever dealt with, because it's not true, and we can see it here. These men know that Isaac is blessed of Yah, and he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink, and they rose up, and they rose up betimes in the morning, and square one to another, and Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. And, they, uh, and it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged and said unto him, We have found water. And he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city, Beersheba, uh, therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. So this Beersheba gets his name from who? Isaac. And Esau was 40 years old when he took a, his, his wife, Judith, the daughter of Beri, the Hittite, and Bashamah, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, which were a grief of mine unto Isaac and to Rebekah. Now Esau is taking uh, Canaanite women, the Hittites. They're Canaanites, uh, which means that they are uh, people of color but he's marrying outside of the Shemite race, which are also a people of color. But Abraham made uh, Isaac take a wife from out of earth. Now we have Esau, 40 years old, and he's taking his wife from the Canaanite, the Hittites, which he should have went back to his people, but he didn't do it. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold, now I am old. Now, I'm just noticing something in the scripture. I beg your pardon. Esau has already been married outside because we're going to read here in a few minutes that he then remarried the Canaanite women. Um, and we see that it's already saying he's 40 years old and he's, ma- he's marrying this uh, Hittite. Okay. So he's really not even, we know when we read it in a few minutes that he's doing this out of spite of his father because he didn't get the blessing. Why it put it earlier in the scripture, I'm not really sure. Maybe to give us an overview of what he was doing, what his age was. He was 40 years old. But let's continue. So Isaac loves Esau. And Rebekah loves Jacob. And so Isaac is calling Esau. He says, and he said, behold now, I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now, therefore, take, I pray you, Thy weapons, 
thy quiver and thy bow, and go out to the field, and take me some venison, and make me savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I might eat, that my soul may be blessed. They bless thee before I die. Now, Isaac is saying, hey, I'm getting well up in years. I could die any time now. But you're going to find out that it takes a long time for him to actually die. But he's wanting to bless his son, his favorite son, Isaac. So he's saying, hey, go get your, 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 you know, your bow and your arrows and go get me some venison that I might bless you. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before Yah, before my death. So now mom has heard that, hey, dad wants to bless the eldest son, his favorite. But Rebecca was told that the, the older should serve the younger. So Esau's supposed to serve Jacob. So she said, hey, I overheard your father telling Esau to go get him some meat and cook it up for him. And then he would bless him. Now, therefore, my son, now this is his mother. Okay, the mother starts to scheme here. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command you. Go now to the flock and fetch me that there two good kids of goats, and I will make them savory meats for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Esau is hairy like a goat. He's got a, a lot of hair on his arms. And so he's like, Daddy's going to know the difference. My father, peradventure, will fill me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver. And I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me thy be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. So Rebecca's going to make happen what the Most High has told her is supposed to happen. Isaac wants to bless Esau, and the Most High said Jacob would be the one to receive the promise because Isaac sold his birthright. And he went and fetched and brought them to the, his mother. And his mother made savory meat, such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. Now remember, he's the younger son only by, what, a few minutes? Because these are twins. But one is hairy and one is smooth. One is ruddy or reddish. And one is black. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she, and she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hand and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread which, had prepared, which she had prepared into the hand of the, her son Jacob. And he came into the house and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according to as thou badest me. 
Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that my soul may be blessed. Now, his mother has put him up to this. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly? My son, he said, Because Yah thy Elohim brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be very, my very son Esau or not. So evidently, they sound kind of alike, but they don't feel alike and they don't look alike. And Jacob went near unto Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, <laughs> but the hands are hands of Esau. And he discerned him not because his hands were hairy, as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed. Now, I got I, you know, I really feel that the most I has a dealing in this because he knows that it's Jacob's voice. The hands are Esau's hands. And we got to know that his vision has to be kind of be going too, okay, because he would be able to see the difference. And he said, art thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he did drink, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now and kiss him. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is the smell of the field, which Yah has blessed. So I'm thinking that Isaac is a, he can't see real well. His sense of smell is real well. But I'm thinking that this is the doing of the Most High, to make sure that the blessing passes to whom he wants it to pass. So now he's going to bless it. Therefore, Elohim give thee of the dew of the heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and the nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's son bow down to thee. Curse be everyone that curses thee and bless be everyone that blesses thee. So these blessings, he thinks he's bestowing on who? Esau. But he's giving them to Jacob, and now Esau is going to have to what? Bow to Jacob, just as the Most High has said. The elder shall serve the younger. And it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of the blessing, and Jacob, uh, blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also had made savory meat and brought it unto his father and said unto his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's venison, that thy soul may bless you. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly. Now you know he's hot. And said, Who? Where is he that has taken where is he that has taken venison and brought it to me, eaten of all of the poor thou canest, and has blessed him? Yea, and he shall be blessed. So he said, Hey, I can't take this blessing back. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a loud he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry, and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O father, 
And he said, thy brother came with subtlety and has taken away thy blessing. And he said, is not he rightly named Jacob? Because Jacob means supplanter, okay, uh, like a thief. And he said, is he not rightfully named Jacob? For he has supplanted me two times. Now, the first time he didn't win, Esau sold his birthright. He sold it for a bowl of lentils, red lentils. And he despised his birthright, meaning that he didn't take it seriously. And so he said, hey, I'll give you my birthright for some food. Well, so he sold his birthright. Now, the blessing that goes along with the birthright, I would have to say, yes, Jacob has supplanted him at the urging of his mother, but it's also the will of Yah that Esau should not get the blessing. Okay. Is he not rightfully named Jacob, for he has supplanted me these two times? He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. And he said, Has thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his and all his brethren have I given to him for servants, and with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I now and what shall I now unto unto thee, my son? What shall I do now unto you? I've given you into his hand. I've given him corn and wine to sustain him. And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing? Even also my father and Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Now, the Most High has said, told uh, Rebecca, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And he hated Esau because Esau despised the blessing that he's supposed to get, but now he's crying over. Five his birthright, but now he's crying over. Okay. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling place, thy dwelling shall be fat, the fatness of the earth and the dew of the heavens from above. And by, and by thy sword shall thy live and shall serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. Now, he's prophesying that Esau would eventually get what? Above Jacob and break his yoke off, the, the yoke of Jacob off his neck. But Esau holds a grudge, okay? And this is why the Most High curses Esau. Because Esau... Um, had it in his heart to kill his brother. Okay. So let's read it. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessings wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, in his heart, so as it is in your heart, so it is for you to do. So in his heart, Esau hated his brother. And he, and uh, the days of his mourning for his father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. So he said, as soon as Isaac dies, I'm going to slay him. I'm going to kill him. And everything that he has, I'm going to take it. Because he felt like Jacob stole it from him. But the Most High is involved with this. 
And the Most High said, hey, you despise your birthright. And we need to understand as people, when the Most High says that he's giving you a blessing, you cannot despise it. When he gives you a promise, you can't despise the promise. When it's your rightful place to be in a certain position, you can't despise the position, especially if the Most High has something to do with it. So this is what Esau has done, and now he's paying the price for it, and what is done is built up hatred in his heart for his brother. Now, granted, he didn't take his birthright seriously, and his brother took it. But, you know, I've always had issues with the mother uh, scheming to help him take the birthright. But she's doing what the most I said should happen, that this blessing uh, should go to the younger and not the older, that the, the older would serve the younger. So she's making it happen. So this is what she was told when the babies were in her womb. Now Esau has it in his heart that, you know what, I'm going to kill him. And these words of Esau, his elder son, were told to Rebekah, and she sent and called Jacob her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, does comfort himself, purposing to kill you. So he's over here. He's getting comfort out of eating to kill you and put you to death for him. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice again. And arise and flee to Laban, my brother, in Haran. Now, this is where she was from. This is where uh, Abraham sent the servant to go look for his kinfolk. And now she's sending uh, Jacob to her kinfolk, her brother Laban, okay? And Laban is aware that, that uh, Abraham is rich because Abraham sent all these jewels and precious gifts uh, when he sent for Rebekah. So now Rebekah's son is coming, Jacob. And tarry or wait with him a few days until thy brother's fury turn away. Now, she's sending him there for a few days. We're going to find out that this turns into some years, like 14 years. Until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and he forget that which thou hast done to him. Then I will sin and fetch you from there. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? In other words, if Esau kills Jacob, then something's going to happen to Esau. And she, she's feeling that, hey, because Esau has this hate in his heart probably, he prob- and he probably knows that, that Jacob is her favorite, just like he was Isaac's favorite. He prob- she probably knows that, hey, he probably knows she had a hand in it. And Rebecca said to Isaac, I am weary for my life because of the, the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? So now she's not saying if Esau take a wife. She's saying if Jacob takes a wife from the daughters of Heth. Esau's the oldest. He probably should be getting married before, well, he's not really the oldest, a couple of minutes older. 
But they're playing this younger, older son thing to the max. A couple of minutes makes a difference. So she's telling him, hey, I don't want Jacob to marry any woman from around him. But she didn't say the same thing about Esau. Called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Okay, now Isaac is telling Jacob this. You shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And go to Pandaram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from there, of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. Now, today we might say, hey, that's not really legal. Well, back then it was. And Elohim Almighty thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. So he knows Jacob has supplanted Esau, but he's still blessing Jacob because he knows what the will of the Most High was. But it looks like he was going to try to circumvent it and give it to his elders. And now he's got to bless the younger because he's already given him the blessing and the Most High with the Most High's will. And Elohim Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee that thou mayest be a multitude of people and give the blessing of Abraham to thee and, and give the blessing of Abraham to you and to thy seed with thee that thou mayest inherit the land wherewith thou art a stranger which Elohim gave unto Abraham. So all the blessings that were given to Abraham Isaac is, and were given to Isaac are now being given to who? Jacob because he inferred on him the greater blessing. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Pandoran, unto Laban, son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob and Esau's mother, that blessed Jacob, and sent him away to Pandoran to take him a wife from there, and that he was blessed, and, he, and that he blessed them he gave him a charge saying, thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Now listen to what, listen to what he's hearing. You just you blessed his knucklehead again, and you sent him away to get a wife? And you told him don't marry any of the daughters of Canaan? And Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Pandoram. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac, his father, so he's saying, hey, you gave away my blessing to Jacob. You blessed him again. Now you just sent him to Pandoram to, your, to uh, our mother's brother to get a wife. And you don't like Canaanite women? I'm going to take me a Canaanite wife, despise me specifically. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father, then went Esau unto Ishmael, and took unto the and took unto the wives which he had, Mahalath and the daughter the daughter of Ishmael, and Abram's son, Shemagoth to be his wife. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So Esau is rebelling even more, and hey, you guys have made me even madder now. So you don't like. You don't like Canaanite women? I'm going to go take me wives of them. 
And Jacob goes on to what? Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took up the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up unto the earth, a ladder set, set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of Yah ascended and descended on it. And behold, Yah stood above it and said, I am Yah Elohim of Abraham, thy father, the Elohim of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will be will I give it thee and to thy seed. Now so he's having a dream and he's seeing these angels go up and down this ladder. Top of the ladder he sees the most high in this vision. And the most high says, I am the Elohim, the God of Abraham and of Isaac. And the ground that you lay on, I'm going to give it to you and to your seed. This is why I'm saying that people have to really understand the covenant that the most high made with Abraham. It is about the land. I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to give you the land of all these countries. And the sign of this is the circumcision in your flesh. Now, the Most High didn't just want people to be circumcised in their flesh, and we'll read that in some later chapters. He always wanted men to be circumcised both in heart and in their flesh. The inward change in your heart, the circumcising of your heart toward the Most High to do his will, and the outward sign to show that you were part of the covenant. This is what he gave to Abraham. So he's telling Jacob, the promise is coming through you. You have received the promise. And to your seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places where thou goest. And I will bring thee again unto this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. So the Most High said, hey, I promised you this is your land. Go, spread north, south, east, and west, and I will bring you back into this land. <coughs> Excuse me. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely Yah is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid, he said, How dreadful is this place, that none other but the house of Yah, and this is the gate of heaven. So he realizing that, hey, he's on what, holy ground? And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. This oil is what? To anoint it. That's why you see olive oil being used a lot in the scriptures and a lot in the churches, representing the spirit of the Most High. And he called the name of the place Bethel, or Bethel, Bethel. But the name of the city was called Love at the first. So, he was by the city of love. He renamed the city what? Bethel, the house of God, the house of El. 
And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If Elohim will be with me and will keep me in the way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothes to put on so that I am so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall Elohim be my, then shall Yah be my Elohim. So Jacob is saying, hey, if you do all these things, then you can be my God. So he put his stipulations on the most high. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be Elohim's house. And all that, and all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. So, Where's this tithe coming from? When Abraham met Melchizedek, what did he do? He paid a tenth to Melchizedek. Now, here we have Jacob saying that he has met the most tithe. He's saying, hey, if you do all that you have said that, that if you do all that you have said you're going to do for me and bring me back to my father's house safe, then I'm going to tithe to you what? Ten percent. A tenth of all that I have. Now, what is the most I going to do with his tithe? So, the concept is there, this is an offering. But the most High will tell us later that the tenth is his. It's not yours. It's his. So, if you're not tithing, then you're living off of his. And he says that we are robbers and thieves when we do that. But right now, we just see the concept being set up. Jacob, Abraham gave a tenth to Melchizedek, uh, the, the high priest of Salem, which was really Jerusalem. And now we see Jacob saying, hey, if you keep me, I will surely give you the what? A tenth of all that you give. Okay? Then Jacob went on his journey and came into the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well was in the field. And lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. And there were and and there were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep, and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren. Whence be you, or where do you come from? And they said, Of Haran we be. Of Haran are we. And he said unto them, Know you Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, cometh with sheep. And he said, Lo, it is yet high day. Neither is the time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water you the sheep and go feed them. And they said, we cannot until the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. But while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban his mother's, and Jacob went near and rolled the stone away from his from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted his, up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother, 
and that he was Rebecca's son. And she ran and told her father. And it came to pass, when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to the house. And he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely thou art my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of a month. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, thou, shouldest thou therefore serve me for not, for nothing? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. Now, <laughs> Leah was tender-eyed. It's uh, trying to say that she wasn't very, wasn't very beautiful. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. Stay with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. Now, remember, he's only supposed to have gone, what, a few days? Now he's made a commitment to serve seven years. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had, for the love he had for her. So he's laboring every day for this woman. And to him, time is going by quick. Only thing he knows is that she's going to be his wife. And so the time is, is going by quick because he loves her so much. And Laban gathered together all the men in the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went in unto her. Now, I think I skipped, uh, I skipped the verse. Let's go back to 21. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter. Now, he's working for Rachel, but he takes Leah in and brought her to him, and he went in unto her. And Laban gave unto him his daughter Leah, the, the pa, his maid for a handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this that has done unto me? Did not I serve with thee or Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? Why did you seduce me? Why did you fool me? And Laban said, It must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her wheat, and we will give thee also for the service which thou shalt serve me yet seven other years. So he's already served seven years for Rachel. He gets Leah. And Laban said, hey, we can't give away the oldest. You can't give away the youngest before we give away the oldest. So if you want, Rachel, you're going to need to serve another seven years. Now, the most I know is that Laban has been what? Underhanded? Well, let's see what he does with this. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. And he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel his, his daughter, but uh, Belhah his handmaid, to be her maid. So 
we have Rachel, we have Jacob, we have Leah. And Jacob has served 14 years now. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved also, and he loved, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. So, let me reread this again because I think I might have misread this, and I don't want to misread it. Okay, so he's telling. Let's go back to verse twenty-seven. He can fulfill her week, and we will give thee also for the service, for this service, which thou shalt serve with me yet seven, seven other years. So he said, hey, if you want, Rachel, fulfill your week, your weekly, uh, your week of uh, matrimony with Leah, and I'll also give you Rachel, but you got to serve for Rachel seven more years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. And he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. And Laban gave, gave to Rachel, his daughter, Bilhah, his handmaiden, to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah. And, served, and he served with him yet seven other years. So, what seven years? Receives Leah kind of mad about this, and I think Laban sees it and says, hey, if you fulfill your week with Leah, then I'll also give you Rachel, but you're going to have to work another seven years for Rachel as well. And he agrees to it. So he takes Rachel after a week, and he loves Rachel more than he loves Leah, and now he's on the hook for another seven years. Okay. And when Yah saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely Yah has looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me, because I've given him a son. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Because Yah has heard that I was hated, he has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. Now, Jacob is not, you know, he loves Rachel, but he's not, we can see he's not, not doing his husbandly duty with who? Leah. So he's going into both of them. But the Most High has seen that. Leah was hated, and so he opened her womb and shut the womb of who? Rachel. So now she has three sons by him. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise Yah. Therefore, she called his name Judah, and she left bearing. So that was the last son she had. She had the first four sons. Okay. Genesis chapter 30. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. So she's blaming Jacob because 
she's bearing because he, you know, he's definitely getting Leah pregnant, but she's not getting pregnant. And Jacob and Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, "Am I in Elohim's stead? Am I God, who has withheld from thee the fruit of the womb?" And she said, "Behold, my maid, my maid, Bilhah. Go in unto her. Sound familiar?" Abraham and Sarah. Now here's Rachel in the same condition. Go into my handmaiden, and she shall bear unto me upon my knees. This is why I tell people everything is in the details. So the tradition was if a woman was barren, she could take her handmaiden, and her husband could get the handmaiden pregnant. And when it came time for delivery, the woman would sit or hold on to the knees of the of her uh, mistress. So she would sit between the legs of her mistress and she would bear the baby and it would be as though the mistress was bearing the baby. So she says, and she shall bear upon my knees and and that I may also have children by her. So she's going to be leaning on my knees, sitting between my knees, and when the baby comes out, it's going to be as though it's coming out of me. And she gave him Bilhah, her handmaiden, to wife, and Jacob went in unto her. And Bilhah conceived and bare Jacob a son. Now, why didn't the Most High say no? Don't go into unto her maid. It's like he t- didn't tell Abraham no. Don't go in unto her what? Maid. But a lot of people are against things like this. So they really go against the most high. I think we really have a lot of problems in our community, uh, the lack of men and therefore, uh, where a lot of people just really don't understand that the most high, this is not against the most high. This is against, this is man coming up with a law and saying, no, we don't allow this when the most high has not said this. He has not come against the uh, Jacob or Abraham taking what? The handmaiden as a wife? He could have came to him in a dream and said, Jacob, don't touch your handmaid or it won't be well with you. Okay, so Rachel has done the same thing that what? Sarah has done and said, hey, take my handmaid. And she conceived and bare Jacob a son. And Rachel said, uh, Elohim judge me and has also heard my voice, and has given me a son, therefore called his name Dan. Now, Dan is by who? Bilhah. She's also, uh, Bilhah is now also his wife, but she's still uh, Rachel's handmaid. And Bilhah, Rachel's handmaid, conceived again, and bare Jacob, a second son. And Rachel said, with great wrestling, have I wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed, and she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave her to Jacob, the wife. So now Leah's, I'm through giving, I'm through having kids. Go into my handmaid. Lay with her so I can have some more kids through her. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a son. And Leah said, a truth cometh, and she called his name Gad. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a second son. 
when Jacob's a busy man. He's going from sister to sister to handmaiden to handmaiden, and he is uh, producing all these children. And Leah said, happy am I, for the daughters daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. And Reuben went in the days of and Reuben went in the days of the wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Give me, I pray thee, of thy son's mandrake. And she said unto her, Is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband? Wow. And wouldst thou take away my son's mandrakes also? So there's some real bitterness between these two sisters. And Rachel said, Therefore, he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrake. So she's bartering who who's Jacob going to lay with. So let's read this again. And she said unto her, Is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband? And wouldst thou take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrake. So I'm going to let him come sleep with you if you give me some of your son's mandrakes. Wow. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him, and he said, Thou must come in unto me, for surely I have hired you with my son's mandrake. And he lay with her that night. <laughs> oh, man. He's funny. And Elohim hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived and bare Jacob. Now Rachel is saying, hey, you can lay with him for some mandrakes. The Most High still has not given Rachel a a baby, really, but through her, what, handmaiden? And so now she despised her sister and said, hey, just like Esau, you can, you can sleep with my husband for some you can sleep with our husband for some mandrake. Because it looks like Jacob was always going to Rachel. But he wasn't going there all the time because his handmaidens plus Leah are having children. But it's known that Rachel is his what? Beloved. And Leah said, Elohim has given me my hire because I have given my maiden to my husband, and she called his name Ishakar. And Leah conceived again and bare Jacob the sixth son. And Leah said, Elohim has has endued me with a good dowry. Now will my husband dwell with me, because I have borne him six sons. And she called his name Zebulun. And afterwards she bare a daughter and called her name. And Elohim remembered Rachel. And Elohim hearkened to her and opened her womb. So Leah has bared him six sons, plus some sons from her what? Handmaiden? And Rachel has given him his handmaiden, her handmaiden, and she's bare son. And she conceived and bare a son and said, Elohim has, has taken away my reproach. I gave you my handmaiden, but I ain't really bore you no children. And now I'm blessed and have borne you children, and Elohim has what? Taken away my reproach. My 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 dishonor, and she called his name Joseph and said, "Elohim, Yah shall add to me another son." 
And it came to pass when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away, that I may go unto my own place, into my own, into my country. Give me my wives and my children, for whom I have served thee, and let me go, for thou knowest my service, which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, wait, for I have learned by experience that Yah has blessed me for your sake. And he said, Anoint me thy wages, and I will give it. No, I'm sorry. Appoint me your wages, and I will give it. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me, for it was for it was little which thou had had it before I came, and it is now uh, it is now increased unto multitude, and Yah has blessed thee since my coming, and now when shall I provide? And now when shall I provide for my own house also? So I've been working for you, and the Most High has been blessing my hands and blessing you, but you ain't really been paying me anything. You paid me for my wives. You know, I, you know, I, you, you gave me my wife, uh, but you have really paid me any weight. What shall I give you? And Jacob said, Thou shalt get, not give me anything. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. And I will pass through all the flocks today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted cattle, and all the brown cattle among the sheep, and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And of such shall be my hire. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come. When it shall come for my, my hire before thy face, everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, that, uh, that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. So he said, Hey, I'm going to separate the speckled from the from the herd and the brown from the herd. And if anything comes out speckled in my herds, then it's really yours. You can be encountered stolen with me. And he removed that day. He goes that were rings were rings uh striped and spotted and all the goats that were speckled and spotted and everyone that had some white in it. All the brown among the sheep he gave them into the hand of his son. And he sent and he sent three days' journey between himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flock. And Jacob took him rods of green poppy and of hazel and of chest and the chestnut tree, and piled white stakes in them, and made the white appear among the rods. And he set the rods which he had piled before the flocks in the gutter in the watering trough, when the flocks came to drink. <coughs> that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rod, and brought forth cattle, ring-striped, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs, and set the faces of the flock toward the rings press. And all the brown in the flock, in the flock of Laban, he put in his own flocks by themselves and put them not into Laban's flock. And it came to pass, whensoever the stolen cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle, 
in the gutter and they might, that they might conceive among the rods. And when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in, so that the feebler, the feebler were related, and the stronger Jacob. And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maid servants and men servants and camels and asses. So the Most High is causing uh, these animals to reproduce in what Jacob's faith. And he heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's has he gotten all this glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. And Yah said unto Laban, Return unto the land of thy father. Oh, and Yah said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy father uh, and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah and to the field unto his flock. And he said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not toward me as before. But Elohim of my fathers has, has been with me. And you know that with all my power I have served your father. And your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But Elohim suffered him not to hurt me. If he said thus, the speckle shall be thy wages. Then all the cattle bear and, and if he said thus, the ring strike should be thy, thy, be thy hire, then bear all the cattle ring strike. So no matter what it was, the cattle were going to come out in my favor. Thus Elohim has taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. And it came to pass at that time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which, were leaped, which leaped upon the cattle were ring strike, speckled, and grizzled. And the angel of Elohim spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, and I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring striped, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all Laban does unto you. I am Elohim of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar, and where thou bowest the bow unto me. Now arise. Get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Are we not counted of him strangers? For he has sold us, and has quite uh, devoured also our money. For all the riches which Elohim has taken from our fathers, that is ours, and our children's now then, whatsoever Elohim has said unto thee do. Then Jacob rose and set his sons and his wives upon camels, and he carried away all the cattle, his cattle and his goods he had gotten, the cattle of his getting, which he had gotten in Pandoram, for, for to go to Isaac, his father, in the land of Canaan. And Laban went to shield his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father. So she asked, you know, we ain't got nothing. Let me take his God, because Laban was a idol worshiper. And this is why uh, the most I told Abraham to get from around these people to begin with. And Jacob and, and Jacob stole away awares to Laban, the Syrian, uh, in that he told him not that he fled. So he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and passed over the river and set his face toward the Mount Gilead. And it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob was fled. And he took his brethren with him and pursued him seven days, journey, and they overtook him in the Mount Gilead. And Elohim came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob either good 
or bad. Then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, and Laban was uh, with his brother and pitched his tent at Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What hast thou done? That thou hast stolen away unawares to me and carried away my daughter as captives taken with the sword. So he's accusing him of he's accusing Jacob of taking what the daughters at at uh, at knife point. Wherefore didst thou flee away secretly and steal away from me? And didst thou didst not tell me that I might have sent thee away with mirth, with song, and with tabret, and with heart? And hast not suffered me to kiss my sons and my daughters? Thou hast now done foolishly, in so doing. It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. Didn't the most I say, don't talk to him good or bad? But Elohim of your father spake unto me yesterday, saying, Take you heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. And now thou wouldest, and now, though thou wouldest needs be gone, because thou sore longest after thy father's house, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my God? See, these idols that, that uh, Rachel has taken, these are the gods of what? Her father. She's going to worship these same gods. It's craziness. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, because I was afraid, for I was, I said, pre-avenger that thou wast taken by force thy daughters from me. With whomsoever thou findest thy God, let him not live. Before our brethren discern thou what is thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the two maidservants' tent, but he found them not. Then he went out of Leah's tent and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images and put them in the camel's furniture and sat upon them. And Laban searched all the tent but found them not. And he said to her father, Let it not displease, my lord, that I cannot rise up before thee, for the custom of women is upon me. I'm on my cycle. And he searched, but found not the images. And Jacob was rocked and, and shod with Laban. And, and Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast so hotly pursued after me? Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff, what, what hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Yet here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge between us both. This 20 years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it. Wherefore, whether stolen by day or stolen by night, thus I was in the day that the, that the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from my eyes. And, hey, I've been working hard. Y'all that came and stole. Whatever it was, I took the responsibility for it. If it was taken by an animal or taken by a man, if it was maimed, I kept it and didn't give it to you. I've been serving you for 20 years now. That's how I've been 20 years in thy house, and I served thee 14 years for thy two daughters and six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except Elohim, my father, except the Elohim of my father, the Elohim of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely thou hast sent me away now empty. Elohim has seen mine affliction and the labor of my hand and rebuked thee yesternight. 
And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children my children, and these cattle are my cattle, and all that thou seest is mine. What can I do to say unto thee, my daughters, or unto their, their children which they have born? Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant, I and you, and let it be for a witness between me and you. And Jacob took a stone and set it up, set up a pillar. And Jacob and Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones, and they took stones and made a heap. And they did eat there upon the heap. And Laban called it Jarsagada. But Jacob called it Gilead. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between me and you this day. Therefore was the name of it called Gilead. And Mizpah, for he said, Yah, watch between me and thee, when we be absent one from another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take other wives besides my daughters, no man, no man is with us, the Elohim witness between me and you. So Laban is saying, hey, don't you take any other wives other than my daughters, but he's been laying with their handmaidens all the, the whole time. And he said, hey, if you mistreat them, God watch between me and you. And the heat be witness, and the pillars be witness, and I will not pass over this heat to thee. And thou shalt not pass over this heat and this pillar unto me for harm. And the Elohim of Abraham and the Elohim of Nahor and the Elohim of their father judge between us. And Jacob swear by the fear of his father Isaac. And Jacob offered sacrifice upon the mount and called his brethren to eat bread. And they did eat bread and tarried all night in the mount. And early in the morning, Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned unto his place. Genesis chapter 32. And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of Elohim met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is Elohim's host, Mahananim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak unto my Lord Esau, thy servant Jacob, saying, Thus I have sojourned with Laban, with Laban and stayed there until now. Remember, when Jacob left, Esau wanted to kill him. Look how Esau, let's watch and see how Esau approaches. And I have oxen and asses and flocks and men servants and women servants. And I have sent them to tell my Lord that I, that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee. And 400 men with him. Now, you don't come with 400 men unless you, you plan to do what? Fight. He's not coming with his wife and kids. He's coming with 400 men to meet Jacob. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and herds and the camels into two bands. I need to stitch y'all up for Satan's sake. And he said, if Esau comes to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, oh, O Elohim of my father Abraham and of my father Isaac, 
Yahweh said unto me, Return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will dwell with thee. Am I not worthy of the least of all all the mercies and all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant? For with my staff I pass over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. I'm split up. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. Lest he come and smite everybody that I got. And thou sayest, I will surely do good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lies there the same night and took of that which came to his hand, a present for his uh, for Esau, his brother, 200 she-goats and 20 he-goats and 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milch camels and their colts, 40 kinds and 10 bulls, 20 uh, she-asses and 10 foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants, even drove by themselves and said unto his servants, pass over before me and put a space between uh, between the, the between the drove and drove. So put a, uh, a space between the different herds. And he commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau, my brother, meeteth thee, and asked thee, saying, Who art thou, and whether thou goest, and who are these before thee? Then thou shalt say, They be thy servant Jacob. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau. Behold, also he is behind us. And so command he the second and the third. And all that followed the drove, saying, On this manner shall you speak unto Esau when he find him. Each drove had their numbers, and each one was the same when they met Esau. When they're asked, Who are you? We belong to Jacob. These uh, flocks that we're carrying, they are a present to you from him, and he comes behind us. And he, and Say ye more, behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us, for he said, I will appease him with the presence that goeth before me, and afterward I will see his face. Peradventure he will accept me. So went the presence over before him, and himself lies the night in the company. And he rose up that night and took his two wives, two women servants, and eleven sons, and passed over the ford Jabbat and took them and sent them over the brook and sent over and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And there he wrestled with a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now, he's wrestling with an angel. And this angel hits him in the side and knocks his thigh out of joint. And he said, let me go for the day breaking. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. So Jacob knows that this uh, angel, this being, uh, is from the most high. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. He said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with thee. For as a prince thou hast power with Elohim and with men. It has prevailed. So this is how he got his name. And Israel means what? 
to have uh, power with Elohim and with men. That's what the name means. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, wherefore, why is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed them there. And Jacob called the name of that place Paniel. Paniel. For I have seen Elohim face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Paniel, Penuel, the sun rose up upon him, and he halted upon his side. Therefore the children of Israel not of the sinew, but shrink, which is upon the hollow of the thigh. And to this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and the sinew spit, and the sinew that shrank. So when we are eating an animal, uh, the sinew that's in the hollow of the thigh, we're not supposed to eat it as a custom because the most eyes shrank the sinew that was in Jacob's leg and made him, uh, it halted him, it crippled him. Pick it up in chapter 33 where Esau and Jacob meet and what the most high causes Esau to see uh, so that he doesn't come against his brother. You know, the most high is in this the whole way and it's his will is being done. So I hope something was said or that you heard something in this reading uh, that might edify you. Think about the stories that you read tonight uh, concerning the women, concerning uh, the multiple marriages and the problems that were in those marriages and whether the Most High spoke against them or whether he sanctioned those marriages uh, and whether he opened the wounds of one and not the other and then opened all the wounds. Uh, that if the Most High is with you, doesn't matter what people bring against you, you're going to be blessed. You're going to uh, achieve all that he has for you. And so you don't really count on men. You count on who? The most time to deliver you. You know, and so Jacob understood this. He said, hey, you made me a promise. I said, hey, if you brought me all through all this, you will be my God. I'll give you the tent. Now I'm coming home, and Esau still want to kill me. I know, he, I know he's still mad at me. I'm trying to uh, uh, supplicate him by giving him uh, these presents, uh, but I don't know if it's going to work. And he come up with 400 men. He planned to, you know, you come with 400 men, you plan to go to war in those days. I'm coming to tear up this stuff. I'm coming to kill all y'all. That's more or less what, what he felt. And um, I think this was also in Esau's heart when he left. But the most high causes him to see some things that kind of change his mind. So on next week, we will pick it up here. You know, I encourage you to go back and reread uh, because there's probably some things that even I missed in the reading. But, you know, the most high uh, is there to show you what you need to get out of these verses. On next week, we'll pick it up with chapter 33. Uh, may the Most High bless you richly. And may you feast upon his word this Shabbat.
Peace and blessings to everyone.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.